Welcome to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Healthineers about medical breakthroughs with the power to improve lives everywhere. The remote imaging is the next level of the radiographer's profession. It's an evolution of our profession. I would even say it's a revolution because the way how we work has fundamentally changed. That's Anton Quinston, senior radiographer at the Institute of Diagnostic and Interventional Radiology and Neuroradiology at the University Hospital Essen in Germany, talking about the advantages that remote imaging is bringing to his profession. In this episode, Van Vira, global contingent staffing expert, workforce solutions at Siemens Healthineers, is joined by Anton Quinston, as well as Melissa Petrasco, Vice President of Imaging Services Central Florida Division at Advent Health, and Ben Archibald Heron, a medical physicist at Icon Cancer Center in Sydney. Hi, I'm Van Vira. Healthcare is the second largest industry affected by the so-called Great Resignation. So, as the number of individuals requiring medical care increases, staff shortages are becoming more and more of an issue. This is especially true for imaging departments where some procedures are not commonly run and need to be performed by a technician with more skills and knowledge. Until recently, Medical institutions have relied on a central hub staff with qualified personnel to perform various complex imaging procedures. This has meant that patients in remote or rural areas are unable to access some of these procedures. Additionally, staff burnout is high due to long hours and pressure put on these central hubs. One potential solution to address the shortage of skilled workers and improve patient care is telemedicine or offering medical services via remote staffing over a spatial or a temporal distance. Today, you'll hear how remote collaboration based on digital networks can help train staff in the hospital to expand their reach, improve their work experience, and help them to achieve better patient outcomes. In Germany, we are facing a huge lack of radiographers. That means every second hospital cannot fulfill the vacancy with a radiographer. In terms of lack of radiographers, in my position, I have always every day to look about how can I staff to equip all the scanners with staff is the daily challenge what I have every day. And to think which scanner should be closed because there is no staff at all. That's Anton Quinston again explaining the conundrum that his or so many other hospitals across the world have faced in the past few years in the wake of the Great Resignation. The Great Resignation is a term coined to describe the record number of employees who have voluntarily quit their jobs since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. The healthcare sector has been disproportionately affected by these resignations, resulting in a shortage of trained staff that demands a solution especially when it comes to radiography, an incredibly important facet of diagnostic medicine. A radiographer, a radiology technician, or radiology technologist, they have expert knowledge in medical imaging. They do, for example, radiology, nuclear medicine, or radiation therapy. For example, to say it easier, if you have injured yourself or broken your legs, if you want to have an X-ray, If you want to have an MRI as for a sport injury, 
Or if you want to have other diagnosis with medical imaging, a radiographer will examine you in the radiology department. Ben Archibald Heeren, Group Lead Medical Physicist at Icon Group Australia, works to introduce new technology to improve cancer treatment at more than 40 radiation oncology sites. At Icon, the biggest hurdle in getting their centers staffed with highly skilled employees is education and training. We've got an aging population, we're getting high incidence of cancer. And as we address this by building more centers and cover, we've got this almost dynamic change in demand for the services, but a really highly skilled workforce which can't be as dynamic in response. When you think about, say, the training pathway for a radiation therapist, that's a minimum of three, more like four years. For a physicist, you're looking at um, eight years, and then oncologist is like 10 years. So I think the problem we have is as much as we try and forward plan, we often underestimate what this demand's going to be, and we just don't have a dynamic way to address that staff shortage. Without available staff to carry out these examination and therapies, delays and even cancellations can become commonplace. The main focus of us is uh, the patient care and patient safety to keep all the patients examined. We need staff, we need highly trained staff. So if you don't have it, the result is, for example, delay of examinations of patients. So we should have to avoid it. On the other hand, it's critically in terms of examinations which are done, for example, in emergency cases. So we need highly trained staff for these options. Out of these staff shortages has come an innovative solution, utilizing another of healthcare's biggest stories of the past few years, telemedicine. Telemedicine is used to incorporate remote scanning capabilities into the radiological fold, reducing the number and skill level of employees that need to be physically present in any given healthcare facility. With remote scanning, we can staff radiographers who are inexperienced much earlier as in the past. That means with remote scanning, there is always an expert in the background who can help the inexperienced radiographers also to do highly specialized examinations. So we have a huge potential with remote scanning in terms of staff shortage. At Advent Health in Central Florida, Melissa Petrasco, Vice President of Imaging Services, oversees the strategy and standardization of radiology services across 16 hospitals, nine freestanding emergency departments, and a large outpatient presence that produce a combined 2.2 million imaging studies per year. For her team, the COVID-19 pandemic was eye-opening. I think that the pandemic taught us all a little bit about ourselves, what truly makes us fulfilled, what makes us happy. And the way that impacted healthcare is a lot of people that were looking to leave saw this as their exit. And in radiology specifically, we were hit so hard by taking care of these patients. I mean, CT, ultrasound, x-ray especially, those are the areas in our organization where we saw just a lot of emotional burnout within our teams. People left and then the demand just completely outran the supply locally for us. And so we found ourselves having to really look inward and say, how can we take care of our staff better? How can we really fill their cup and provide the support and the help that they need to stay here and continue to care for patients, knowing that it's harder work? Melissa realized that going about business as usual would mean more resignations and a continued shortage of employees. 
In order to mitigate the staffing crisis they were facing, she and her team decided that they needed to be proactive. I think we all had an eye-opening moment. And I think that for the longest time, at least in our local market, we saw rates across radiology staff were the same, right? So it didn't matter what setting you worked in, they were the same. Nursing has a similar issue. You could go work in a dermatologist office and make the same as a floor nurse in the ICU. That's not right. I think that our practices and how we care for our employees, how we compensate them, the total packages that we provided needed to change. And I think that employees today have a choice. They can go wherever they want to go. Healthcare is not going anywhere. It's just getting more competitive. I do think that the bigger organizations get and the harder work that we ask of our team members, the more we have to do to make sure that they are whole and to make sure that they are happy where they are. One of the biggest issues that Advent Health faced in keeping their radiography team intact was also quite straightforward. How could they really meet their staff's needs? A big problem that we faced was not just how do we keep our team members here, but also how to make sure that they're happy, they're challenged, their cup is full. At Advent Health, the organization also listened to employees when they emphasized a desire to continue their education and advance in their careers. But as Ben noted earlier, these positions are highly skilled and education in these fields takes a great amount of time. A lot of our team members said, yeah, I would love to become an MRI tech. I would love to become a CT tech, but I'm a millennial. I work 50 plus hours a week. I don't have time to go to school. I don't have money to go to school. I want to live my life outside of work. And in the past, in previous generations, that wasn't the attitude. It was, we're going to do whatever we can to get more money and to get a better job. This generation's not doing that. For Melissa and the team at Advent Health, remote imaging has played a key role in the reconfiguration of their radiography department. Before converting to a remote model, the Central Florida arm of the organization faced seemingly unsurmountable logistical and geographic hurdles. One of our campuses is called a Celebration Campus, and it's right by this little-known place called Disney World. <laughs> you may have heard of it, <laughs> but it's on a good day. It's an hour away. So imagine that you are a patient at Celebration and there's something wrong. It can't be diagnosed. You've gone to all these different clinical settings to get an answer and you can't get it done. You can't get the answer that you need. And so the solution is, all right, we're going to put you in an ambulance. We're going to drive you through tourist traffic all the way to downtown Orlando. This is going to take about two hours being in an ambulance for you. But also, it's going to take about an extra day or maybe even two days to your whole patient stay because we have to work you in to another campus's radiology department. So you're not just talking about a two-hour ambulance ride, which is annoying enough, but <laughs> an extra two days of length of stay. And that's what the patient feels. And that's best case. And the entire concept around moving a patient for MRI is completely counterproductive. In Sydney... Ben and Icon have similar struggles with their patients in rural Australia. The biggest issue we've run into for patients is local access. Now, I think it's less of an issue for your, your built-up urban areas where we actually do have quite a good coverage of radiation oncology services. Though there are still some regions where within those big urban centres that are underserviced. But I think it's particularly a massive issue for the regional areas. Now, there's been multiple papers put out by 
both the public sector and also from the private sector that shows really an underutilization of radiation oncology in regional areas. With a partially remote workforce, healthcare organizations like Icon Group or Advent Health can now bring in talent exactly where it is needed, allowing imaging experts to work remotely in tandem with less specialized staff who are physically present with the patient. It's been a game changer. I think that this has solved one of the age-old issues that every large imaging enterprise faces, which is how do you leverage your intellectual capital across your staff? How do you take someone with 30 plus years of experience who can probably build an MRI protocol from the ground up and get him to effectively and efficiently share his or her knowledge with someone who's just started? We solve that. We just dial in whoever you want to have driving the pilot for the virtual scanning. And that ability to share intellectual capital is priceless, especially the ability to collaborate on a patient's clinical pathway. Where telehealth has become a real advantage for us at ICON is the ability to have those on call just at site that are working with a patient be able to have telehealth collaborative communications with some of the real specialist doctors that we have across the group. We really have some of the, the top oncologists in Australia and in some cases even the world. And so what the telehealth then allows us to do is have those site oncologists that by all means are still incredible oncologists, but be able to like bounce some ideas off literally some of the best people in the world to make decisions. A major advantage of remote technology has been the possibility of training staff off-site, which has the potential to allow for a faster, more efficient learning process. Having a 30-year veteran specialist virtually guide a less experienced staff member becomes a matter of simple remote communication, removing the need to physically move the patient from their home medical center. A team member would be at the scanning campus. They'd position the patient on the table, follow the MRI safety standards, screen the, the patient, set everything up, and then would guide and coach and direct them and could completely do the entire study independently while the scanning technologist could sit there and watch or help as needed. For newer radiographers working alone overnight at a very busy campus or simply unsure of a specific protocol, Side-by-side -side training and guidance is now only a call away. It's really wonderful for the team to have a phone a friend and to say, ooh, my training didn't cover this exact clinical situation. Uh, I need help. And the potential for on-the-job training is unparalleled. Depending on the experience level of the staff at that site, they would go into the CT room for simulation where they'd have, say, a mask made and the simulation position set for their radiation oncology. But in those scenarios, we might have a couple of experts joining on call through our telehealth systems just to provide advice and some feedback on positioning prior to the creation of the actual mask and the CT simulation. That allows us to catch just small things that might cause issues further down the track in their treatment planning. In fact, since implementing a partially remote workforce in radiography, Melissa has seen rescan rates fall from 40% before the program to an incredible 0% currently. Previously, the scan would have to be completed and then sent to a radiologist. And depending on the timing of when that rad grabbed that study, that's when the feedback loop would start saying, okay, this looks good, I need this redone. 
So the patient would be gone at that time. So we'd have to bring the patient down or send them to another campus because some very important clinical piece of knowledge was missed. In Anton Quinston's experience, the difference in training time can already be seen. We have definitely shortened our training time up to 50% because in the past, a trainee should be trained in different scanners with different software options. If you are in a room where experts are sitting in one room and are locked into all of the scanners, the trainee can see all the scanners in one place and be trained very faster than in the past. But it's not just the technicians themselves who see a benefit from this arrangement. It also has the potential to produce better, higher quality work for patient care. If the radiographer is, for example, sitting at home and doing the examinations, he or she can concentrate very well on the examination and focus on the examination. So you will always receive a high quality of imaging at the end of the day. And how will this all affect the patient experience? According to Anton Quinston, they'll hardly notice a difference, though they will be enjoying some major advantages. The patient will not notice that there is another way of working throughout the new working process. The patient has a huge advantage. That means the person at the scanner has now more time for the patient to prepare him comfortably, to talk to him, and to prepare for the examinations very well. On the past, we didn't have this opportunity because only one radiographer was responsible for patient preparation, patient positioning, and scanning. Today, this process is divided into two. One person is at the scanner and is responsible for the patient care. The other person is sitting remotely and is responsible for the scanning. You will get more time. There will be a person who will care about you. You will get more time to ask questions. At University Hospital Essen, radiographers recently partnered with German startup Vara to test the impact of using artificial intelligence to read scans to detect breast cancer. The study found that AI has the ability to successfully screen for breast cancers and could be a useful tool for detecting cancers missed by radiologists and easing the workload burden for them as well. With today's ever-growing artificial intelligence trend, is this where radiography technology is headed? Anton Quinston makes an excellent case for the integration of AI in order to streamline and simplify the workload of radiographers. My hospital, my institute, and me, myself, the focus of our research is artificial intelligence because artificial intelligence will help us to relieve workload. Artificial intelligence itself can help us in terms of remote scanning, for example, to more automatize the examinations. I am always telling that because of the high workload, we have to have more automatization. That means artificial intelligence is the right way to automate examinations. I would also even say at the end of the day, we need autonomous scanning, like autonomous driving, to do many scans at the same time. At the end, the radiographer is no more doing the scan himself or herself. He or she will only check the quality of the examinations and pass it through the radiologist. For Ben, the attraction of AI stems not only from its potential for increased efficiency, but also because it allows radiographers to put patient care front and center. I think the advantages 
is that AI kind of allows this process efficiency, I'd call it, where we allow highly skilled staff to kind of focus on the clinical nuances of an individual patient rather than all the lead up work. So the way that I think of that is that 80% of the pathway for a lot of these patients is, is very, very similar, right? The CT process, the contouring of structures, the base plan creation is there. The area we want to spend most of this time of our specialists and of our highly skilled workforce is on that 20% section that's where we look at the nuances of an individual patient and how we can correct the plan and the process for this specific patient. And I think the AI is allowing us to really focus all energies on that really highly valuable section of the, of the process. Exciting, too, is AI's ability to create standardized practices across an organization, allowing for a seamless co-working environment. I think the other big advantage of standardization is that as we move into this area of now more data-driven decision-making, it allows us to have a consistent base of data that's built off the same assumptions and the same processes, and that allows us to have retrospective data to drive kind of AI-based decisions in the future if we get to that point. So AI algorithms are always only as good as the data that you fed into them. And so by having standardized processes and therefore standardized data, as long as those processes are maintained, it gives AI the best shot to try and help us out in the future. As for the patient experience, Anton Quinston reassures that the only changes will be positive ones. He or she will not notice that there is an artificial intelligence behind the examination tool. Only the radiographer will have an advantage because the working process will be very easy and the radiographer will be then able to do more examinations at the same time. And what about staff concerns that AI might soon replace them? Ben believes that artificial intelligence will never be a replacement, but become a much needed assistant for healthcare staff, allowing them to focus on the best possible outcome of the patient instead of routine tasks. This is a solution to cover the 80%. We can't replace your highly skilled individual, so your high individual skill sets. So that 20% is really just to allow you to focus more on that and to get the best possible outcome for the patient. I think on top of that, you need to really bring them along with you on the journey of incorporating these software. So we look into ensuring that those staff are always part of the development phase. Now there's two advantages to that. It brings them along in the process, but it also allows them to highlight, hey, this is where this software isn't doing very well or where this solution just isn't possible. And I think we always bring in an early period of comparison too. So we allow them to test it, play with it, see how, obviously not in a clinical setting, in a, in a research setting, but make comparisons about what they did versus what it comes up with and where they're going to need to improve things. And we also run these things as extensive pilot phases to determine teething issues before we start implementing them. While the idea of the Great Resignation and a subsequent lack of skilled healthcare workers can certainly feel like cause for alarm, there's an equally huge movement from various healthcare providers to offer their staff the infrastructure and tools to stay motivated and resilient even in times of high workload. So, finding support in strong, trusted workforces by using remote technology accessing innovative training opportunities or utilizing AI for more efficient workflows is not only reducing the burden for staff, but is ultimately key to best patient care. Here's Melissa one last time. There's an immense amount of volume that's coming through our radiologist workloads. So how do you organize a work list to ensure that the right exams are going to the right rad at the right time and there's no type of manual quarterbacking that needs to occur? 
For her, the answer is obvious. Previously, we were transporting about seven to 10 inpatients a week for advanced MRI studies from our rural campuses to our quaternary campus here in Orlando. And since starting virtual MRI, we have reduced inpatient MRI transfers by over 94% within our organization. So I think automation and AI are going to change the way radiology performs in this competitive landscape. It's gonna be very cool to see how that manifests itself. You've been listening to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Healthineers. We pioneer breakthroughs in healthcare for everyone, everywhere. Subscribe to us and always get the latest episode in your podcast feed or visit siemens-healthineers.com slash podcast for more. The opinions expressed by the guests and contributors in this podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Siemens Healthineers. This podcast describes possible future ideas and concepts. It is not intended to describe specific performance and or safety characteristics of currently planned or future products. Future realization and availability cannot be guaranteed. The statements by Siemens Healthineers customers in this podcast are based on results that were achieved in the customer's unique setting. Because there is no typical hospital or laboratory and many variables exist, e.g. hospital size, samples mix, case mix, level of IT and or automation adoption, there can be no guarantee that other customers will achieve the same results.